Hello and welcome to the Podcast Review Podcast. I'm your host, David Elder, an Associate Professor of Writing and Rhetoric at Morningside College. Every week, I review a different podcast for how it could be used in a college classroom. This week, I'm going to review a set of podcasts in the hopes that I can give you some information about talking to your students about activism. I'm calling it podcastivism. Stupid, I know, but that's what I'm going with. This semester, I'm teaching a class titled Rhetoric and Social Movements, where we investigate the types of rhetoric used in creating social change. And if you've listened to any of my past episodes, I think you can tell that I have a political bias. I lean a little left. So I've had a lot of students and friends ask me what I think, as the rhetoric professor, can be done about the new administration and the unqualified people nominated for positions and the seemingly unlawful, or at least foolish, executive orders that have been put out by our new commander-in-chief. My answer, as always, is podcasts. So this week, I'm going to review a few podcasts for how they can be used as tools in activism, hence the name, podcastivism, which, again, I know is stupid. So this week, I'm going to give you, my dear listeners, some podcasts to listen to if you want to arm yourself with some damn knowledge and some specific ways you and your students can get connected with different social movements using podcasts. I listened to a bunch of different podcasts this week, and I'm going to report on three of the best ones to listen to if you or your students are interested in resisting the new regime. One of the things I always hear about being involved in a movement is that you need to be educated about the topic. I've already reviewed some good podcasts that can help you and your students educate yourselves about different social movements, but I've looked into a couple more for you, for that purpose, for this week. If your institution is anything like mine, or if it is an average small liberal arts college anywhere in the country, then the school is predominantly white. The professors, the administration, the students. If your school isn't, then I'm jealous. But that seems to be the trend in higher education. According to a 2013 report by the National Center for Education Statistics, 78% of all professors are white. 43% white men, 35% white women. I'm pretty sure my total percentage on that number is good, but I teach writing, so if I'm wrong, sorry. Anyway, one thing that we as professors who are mostly white need to do is to try to understand other perspectives. One of the best podcasts out there to understand the experience of black people in the U.S. and how inherent racism operates in our country and in politics is the Combat Jack Show. Now, this isn't a show about politics. Rather, it's a hip-hop show. However, none of the interviews on the show are only about music. Hosts Reggie Osei, a former hip-hop attorney and executive and former managing editor of The Source, and Dallas Penn, a writer who analyzes hip-hop music for many different publications, including Mass Appeal and XXL Magazine, interview people from a variety of backgrounds that either have immediate connections to hip-hop, like Fat Joe, Jeezy, Chuck D, or Rick Ross, or they interview people with a lot bit more of a tangential relationship to the craft, like Bomani Jones, a reporter for ESPN, Wendy, Wendy Williams, a popular TV show host, or Metal World Peace, an NBA player who punched some fans that one time. No matter what, the hosts tease out of their guests what it's like to be black in the U.S. in a way that I've never heard before on any podcast that's actually dedicated to culture. Instead, through the lens of hip-hop, the hosts of the Combat Jack show get their guests to open up about being black, how the music affects and has an effect on their experience, but also how the political climate of the U.S. affects the way black Americans react to the world. The show is eye-opening, and I would suggest that anyone listen to it who wants to understand better the ways that systemic racism is impacting the country. Also, the hosts are amazing interviewers. 
But if anyone out there is a bit faint of heart when it comes to swearing, then this podcast isn't for you. They say fuck. A lot. You're welcome, Joel. Another podcast that's good for information is a new one called Pod Save America. These are the same guys that gave us the Keeping It 1600 podcast before the election last year. They were part of Bill Simmons' Ringer podcast network, but they all decided that they needed to focus more on activism and what Democrats can do next now that Trump is in office. They decided that being part of a pop culture news site wasn't going to be the best platform for them, so they started a company called Crooked Media. Just as a refresher, or if you didn't hear my Keeping It 1600 podcast, the hosts of the show are John Favreau, no, not the guy from Swingers, he was Obama's lead speechwriter for quite a while before and after Obama won the presidency in 2008. Dan Pfeiffer isn't actually part of Crooked Media, but he's one of the hosts of the podcast. He was Obama's chief communication officer for a few years during the presidency. John Lovett was a speechwriter for Hillary Clinton and Obama. Finally, Tommy Vitor was a spokesman for the Obama White House. So these guys all have some serious political bona fides, and instead of just having a new podcast, they wanted to help other people become activists. Their podcasts are a mix of banter between the hosts and interviews with political operatives around the country. One of the best things about this podcast is that it doesn't just help educate the masses, it gives us concrete ideas about what we can be doing if we want to forward the Democrat political agenda. They focus a lot on letter writing and donating to campaigns, but the way they do it is still helpful. They offer suggestions for which senators and members of Congress we could and should be writing to, which campaigns around the country are close and need donations, and they also have lots of insider information about how politics actually works that can help the listener make informed decisions about how best to approach elected officials through writing. They also preach that politics is local and encourage listeners to get involved in local government. They, again, offer sage advice about how to do so. The last podcast I'm going to talk about this week is Popaganda, hosted by Dahlia Grossman-Hines and Amy Lamb, both women of color, and the podcast is part of the Bitch Magazine's podcast network. While I think their entire catalog of podcasts and propaganda is amazing, I'm going to recommend one specific episode. The episode is titled, A Guide to Trump Resistance. In it, they offer 10 concrete things that everyone can do to resist the tactics of the Trump regime. I won't just give you all 10 right now, but I can say they all seem effective. And while some of the advice is the standard write to your representatives, they also provide insight into how elected officials use what we write to them. For example, I learned that tweeting at an elected official is pretty much just static to them, noise. They don't care about it. Another thing I learned is that all those petitions you're signing on social media, they don't have much of an impact. Offices count a petition like that as one contact with the public. In other words, even if 500,000 people sign the petition, it is treated the same as a postcard that I send in myself. This seems pretty counterintuitive to me, but it's good to know. If you see a petition that you want to sign, go ahead and sign it, but also then write an actual physical letter to your representative about the same issue so that the message you want to send has the full impact. I know the sound quality changed, and I know I promised just three podcasts from the beginning. However, I learned of a new podcast since recording and thought I needed to add it to the list. This is a podcast from the Washington Post called Can He Do That? And it's all about whether Trump can use his authority to do certain things he has tried to do. The host is Allison Michaels, who is the national digital news editor for the Washington Post, and every week she and another reporter from the Post dig into a different aspect of the Trump presidency. The first week they talked about Trump's Twitter, 
The second episode was about the executive order that banned immigration from seven countries, and the third episode is about Trump staying at Mar-a-Lago on weekends. They go into these topics really well, and every week they bring on different experts to help discuss the topic at hand. It's a good listen, and personally, I thought the Washington Post was one of the best news sources during the entire election cycle, and they bring that kind of excellence to the podcast. Okay, now back to your regularly programmed recording. Now, I know that this podcast is about how to use podcasts effectively in the classroom, and I do think that all these shows have a lot of relevance to political discussions in the country right now, discussions that many of us are having with our classrooms. However, as I said right at the beginning of this episode, these are completely one-sided. These aren't podcasts that even attempt to see both sides of the story. They are meant to be podcasts that send a message. They are meant to be podcasts that try and get people to act for a liberal ideology. So if you decide to use any of them in a class, make sure you state that up front. Having said all that, I know there are plenty of classes around the country that focus on hip-hop or rap, and the Combat Jack show has interviews with many of the biggest names in rap and hip-hop, so if you want students to know about why the artists write, what it is in their lives that inspire their music, or how the artists use their craft to stand out from the rest, that would be an amazing show to use in class. If you're teaching a class about government or the political process, Pod Save America gives insight into how politics actually work in Washington. They just do it with a heavy Democrat slant. Finally, if you're teaching a class that's about feminism, Bitch Magazine has a great history as a feminist publication, and Propaganda would be an amazing resource for feminist rhetoric. However, they're all also great podcasts to learn about the resistance and how to fight back. And that's all for this week's episode. I want to thank Zach Scheneker for producing the Podcast Review Podcast. The logo for the show was created by Vaughn Donahue, owner of Destination Graphic. If you have any comments or recommendations for the podcast, you can contact me on Twitter at David E. Elder. A review on iTunes, preferably a good one, is always welcome and helpful. We hope to get another episode out to you too soon, and you're welcome, Joel. (laughs) 